That was good. That in there. Yeah, it is true. Amazon is hiring people that they're like, we I don't need a degree. That. I didn't yeah. know that. All right, let's go. Today is going to be absolutely breathtaking. Let's go. Uh, I can't never sleep, I don't got too many days uh, Food for thought, feeding your success with the base uh, I can't quit the game, gotta focus till I finish uh, I was in the cage, yeah, now I know I'm living uh, They be working hard, trying to keep you in the chains uh, If you got your mind charged, you ain't gotta stay Woo! This is Sam Jones Talks, episode 16 Getting your mind right Today we're going to be talking about a few things that you should be thinking about to kind of just get your mind centered, getting ready for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Whatever it is, there's a process, there's a right way to do it, and we're going to just talk about a few things you might want to consider when moving forward. So again, today I have with me the lovely, the wonderful, the brilliant headhunter of the universe, Miss Jaleesa Jones. <laughs> See all the sparkles? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Jaleesa? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's really good to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, my pleasure. So today is going to be very free-flowing, free and I told Jaleesa there wasn't a bunch of plans and questions. We're just going to wrap on some things that I think ought to be really helpful when just kind of getting yourself oriented. You know, when you have a goal and a plan, a lot of times we set out to do it and it feels good. You get all energetic and you read some stuff online and 100% of the people look like they're doing well. I'm jumping into this diet. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this challenge. Monday morning, fall flat. Why is that? Um, so we want to kind of pick apart some of those things and kind of help you to move forward. Not like we're an expert in everything, but we want to share certain things that's worked for us and maybe it'll work for you. So, Jaleesa, I want to ask you... Um, when you take on a new task, right, um, how do you approach it? Do you do a bunch of research to get ready? Do you depend on other people in the field and you call them up like, what should I do? Like, what are the steps you take to kind of get ready to attack a new project? Right. So th it's funny that you said that. I never take on a task if I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So if I don't have the resources to do it or if I don't know somebody who has the resources to do it, I'm not doing it because I don't want to mismanage a task. But if I am taking on a task, it's because I'm confident that I know that I can accomplish what it is that they're asking me to do. And if I don't have the resources, I know someone else who does. So you wouldn't go into a situation and say, okay, you know what? I just got to research. I got to find out. You'd either have to know or know someone who knows. So suppose there's an opportunity. Suppose I say, Jaleesa, I'm going to pay you $50,000 for one month's worth of work. That's good money, do the math. I need you to come in, I need you to do this thing that you've never done. I need you to do this other thing you've never done and this third thing that you don't know anyone can do, whatever those things are. Here's the task, can you do it? What would your answer be to me? <laughs> I wouldn't do it. 50 grand? No, I wouldn't. Am I the only one that appreciates 50 grand? I said call Sam Jones, he can do it. <laughs> What? Why would you give up that money? Now I know you you explained that you wanna you don't want to mismanage the task, but why why pass the fifty grand? Why not scramble to research and find out what you gotta find out to make it work? Why not? Because wise man once told me there's always another once in a lifetime opportunity. So he sounds wise. <laughs> <laughs> so I I um I'm not driven necessarily by money. Money's a great factor. But I wouldn't tackle something that I knew I wasn't capable 
of executing properly. So anything that I put my hands on, I want to execute in excellence. If that's not 100% the case, I'm not, I'm not going to touch it. Now that question had a trap door because I know that you shouldn't jump into a situation like that. One of the things I was saying, you know, I find myself uh, making reference to a lot of my own episodes. <laughs> Don't think I think I'm great. It's just that I spoke about it before, you know, but I was saying that you have to do what you have the ability to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't reach the goal because we set a goal that we weren't built to achieve. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't attain the goal just because you want to. There should be something in you driven to accomplish it. Right. You know, or else if you're not driven, if you don't have the skill, the ability, the love for it, some kind of factor, a component that pushes you forward and gives you confidence, then what keeps you going when you want to give up? Right. When you run into the stumbling blocks, what keeps you going? So it has to be something you're capable of doing. That's what makes it a justifiable goal, a real goal. Right. Or else you're just reaching for a bunch of things and then disappointment sets in and now you actually go to do something that you can do, but because you've had so many losses, because you've been attacking the wrong things, you don't think you're capable of doing now this thing that you actually have the ability to do. Right. So let me ask you this. And it's do you mind if I sure, add one go right in. And it's also about knowing your limitations, but also stretching yourself. Right. right. So it's the same. If I if I go to the gym by myself, I know I'm gonna do the treadmill or the elliptical. But if I go with a trainer, she's gonna say, You could do this. Go a little harder. Go push yourself. Go do this. So I don't want you to think I'll say no to everything. Right. If it's within limitations, if it's if I know, okay, you gotta stretch yourself a little bit to make that happen, do it. Right. So you can still stretch yourself, you know, it's, it's a balancing act. Yeah, I think, and this is, this is a hard thing to say because I don't like being uncomfortable, but I really believe that success lives in discomfort and it's outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe it is. I think most people that succeed, yeah, you succeed doing the thing that you love to do, but you may have to go about it another way. I'll give you a case in point. Um, a lot of people know that I produce music and songs and stuff like that. And so when you produce, you may want to produce stuff the way you want to produce it. You may want to produce it when you want to produce it. But as you become a professional, now it's about the deadline of the person who hired you. And it may not be the kind of music you want to produce. You may have to stretch yourself in another direction. Now this is the thing you love to do. But all of a sudden you find yourself taking on another role that's a little uncomfortable. But if you continue to push yourself, there's a level of success that you can only achieve when you stretch yourself. And so I found that there were certain genres of music I didn't care for. And I had to learn, I had to research and push myself and it was drudgery. But as I did, you know what happened? I became better because it became another tool in my belt. So I totally agree. So now what's the difference between stretching yourself to achieve the goal and going too far and reaching for things you're not, you're not capable of doing? How do you know the difference? Right. There's, um, there's a meme on Facebook where you see a miner and he is going at it with his axe and he's underground mm -hmm. and you see there's two. There's one at the top and he's going and he's like, this is too hard. The first one, he goes back. The second one keeps going and he's this close to the diamond. This close. So it's it's knowing that if you have gotten so far, it's like, keep pressing. See how far you can go. See what you can accomplish. But on the other side, so everything you take with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if you are 
an aspiring rapper, for example, and you've been at this for 40 years, and you got your mixtape, and you, I think at that point it's time to, you know, to right. turn it in and to consider something else. Right. So it it depends. It's a case by case. <laughs> it's, it's circumstantial, so it, it just depends. But it goes back to knowing your limits and knowing what you can handle, but also not being afraid to right. stretch yourself. Right, right. And I think to, to your point with um, DJ Ronnie Run <laughs> from the 80s still trying to make music in, in 2019. It's my mixtape. Right, right, right. The thing is, I, you know, I see a lot of people like that, women and men. And I remember I was teaching some kids and I told them, when you see people who function that way, who they're a certain age, but their behavior is that of someone of a younger age, that's a delay. Like in the 80s, they call that retarded. Now it's a delay. That's the, 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 the yeah, that's proper term. that's incorrect. Right, that, that's <laughs> incorrect. But that's, that's the term, that's the phrasing. And it means that there's a delay. It means, you know, this person is 30, but they're behaving and dressing like they're 18. There's a delay. There's, there's something that you're holding on to. It's a developmental or, or, delay. Right, there's, a, there's some level of development you did not have, and that's a problem. And the reason I make that point is because a lot of times what stops us from moving forward is us holding on to things in the past. You know, that's another challenge. You can't stretch yourself forward when you're so wrapped into your past. You're still trying to accomplish some goals and some things that you feel you should have done that really you weren't built to do. And those things are holding you back. Those are anchors. So my question to you is, how can you differentiate between something you should be holding on to yes it's been taking a while but it's the kind of thing where you can't give up like kind of you mentioned you can't give up you're this close and the other thing where you kind of you kind of got to say okay you know what i'm holding on to something i shouldn't be holding on to this is not a realistic goal the longer i hold this thing it's going to hurt me how can you differentiate between the two progress mm-hmm. acknowledging the progress and and realizing what it is let's go back to the rapper mm-hmm. so you have your mixtape now you have it to the disc jockey now the disc jockey hands it over to the program director. Now the program director hands it over, and now you're in rotation. Progress. That's progress. That's something that you need to keep going at because you've worked so hard. Now maybe it has been many years in the making, but you see, you see the progression. You see it moving forward. Right. Um, if you're doing the same thing over and over, and you're not yielding any results, one, you either need to change what you're doing to get a different result. Or to acknowledge that what you're doing isn't working and have to have another plan. Absolutely. Wow, that's that's really deep. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people are facing depression and all type of negative feelings and they're in a dark space because it seems like they can't get anything to work. Right. And it's not that, in some cases, it's not that you can't get anything to work, it's that you're trying to make things work that are not supposed to work for you. Right. You know, and you have to know your limitations, you have to know, and then there's other things, like we were saying, that you gotta keep pushing. You know, you're not gonna be an overnight success, yeah. You know, the challenge for me is that sometimes, you know, when I was coming up, I would see guys who I felt didn't have certain skills surpass me in certain ways. I'm like, that dude? You know, he he can't do X, Y, Z. And it it, it almost puts you in a certain mindset. Matter of fact, I want to speak to you about this. Um, Can I comment on that? Yeah. So that's very important. Networking. 
is so important and a lot of people don't know how to network. They have their eye on the end goal, their eye on the prize. So it's like, I'm trying to build this relationship so I can get X, Y, and Z. Right. When in actuality, people do business with people that they like. That's right. So if we have conversations and we're talking about the next family vacation and you have a kid in soccer and I have a kid in soccer and we connect on a personal level, naturally the business will happen. I guarantee you they'll have long-term success. Not only will they have a relationship, they'll whether it's personal or whether it's a business relationship, preferably a business relationship, they'll have that long success. It's very important that when you go into these business meetings and when you go into these relationships and you identified what it is that you're looking to, to gain, that you're not too hungry, that you're not too aggressive. You can be hungry on the inside, but you don't want the other person, there's a saying, you don't want the right hand to know what the left hand is doing. Right. So you play it cool and it'll work out. It's important not to, like you said, come off too hungry and aggressive. And I know from, in my experience, the reason I used to be that way is because your situation kind of dictates to you how you should do business. Well, you shouldn't. It can dictate if you allow it, but you have to take control of yourself and not let the fact that, you know, you have financial needs drive you so now you're in a meeting like all right so let's get to the money right like, we just walked in i don't even know your name <laughs> like come on i'm looking for my next meal right help right. me out <laughs> yeah, right you know so you 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 want to negotiate and function from a place of power and by power i mean control over yourself it takes power to do that you have to walk into room and control you and that in itself is a power that tells people something about you when they're having a conversation and it doesn't feel like you're driving them it feels natural right you have a control that is a power I don't mean the power to take control and try to bully your way into a deal but the power to control yourself which is something I want to talk about now self-control is very important but I think sometimes when you get in the circle of people a lot of people give up the control in order to stay in good graces of the company. So how do you manage relationship with friends or choose the kind of friends where you don't have to give away your integrity in order to maintain the circle? I had a song that I wrote called um, My Own Best Friend. And one of the verses I spoke about, from a girl's perspective, this girl who was like, you know, these kids, they, they totally disrespect me, they're horrible to me, but bad friends are better than no friends at all mm -hmm. and some people take that mentality where it's like you you stay in this circle of people it's not the healthiest relationship but you go out for dinner you go out for lunch and you put up with these things that are slowly da damaging you how do you manage your circle of friends so you have the right people around right you? because the long-term effects of that is detrimental you always want to check in do a self-assessment what am i trying to get gain here why am i in this circle um i would also say my moral compass is everything so I rely on that heavily so if it compromises or if I feel uneasy about if this is ethical or why should I be hanging out with you I, I stay away define moral like compass yeah. oh um your moral compass is what what guides you it's your your morals your beliefs your ethics it's I mean morals and ethics are, are different but your your moral compass is exactly that it's, it's what guides you mm -hmm. now you know there's positive core values and I was wondering why why use the word positive core values because that's a term 
But then it, it made sense to me that if there's po- positive core values, then obviously there's there negative. are negative core values. Right. So you can have values at the very core of you, values you use to make decisions that you teach your kids, if you have kids, and they're negative. Right. You don't think so, but the effects of them. You know, if you put yourself, and that's why self-assessment is so important, because you got to put yourself under the magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. If not, all these things start going out of control. In an earlier podcast, <laughs> I was talking about... <laughs> I was shameless talking, plug. Right, shameless plug. I was talking about, you know, having gauges in life. And how if you were driving a car and you didn't have gauges, do you imagine the only way that you knew you were an E is when your car conked out? You know, how horrible would that be? You know, what, what's good about gauges is that before the problem happens, I can see and I can make a change. And imagine you going through life and you have no gauges. You don't know what's going on with you. You have no idea your behavior, what you're learning, what you're not learning, the effects your friends are having on you. So in terms of your moral compass, because that to me sounds like your gauge is what lets you know what's happening and how to kind of respond to things. How does one define their their gauges or their moral compass where does that come from that again comes from your upbringing so I was ra- born and raised in the church so what has been drilled in me from a child it, it, it sticks with me so that's a big part of my moral compass and just knowing right from wrong so even if you're not born and raised in the church or if um, you had a troubled childhood or naturally as human beings we know the difference between right and wrong and I'm generally speaking I'm not talking if you have a mental illness or anything like that but generally speaking right from wrong is is we know immediately so to kind of wrap this up really quickly I want to throw this at you I want to know how do you know when you're on the right track when you're working on a project when you have a goal and you're moving forward how do you know aside from okay I'm progressing and moving forward because sometimes you could see levels of progress when you're doing the wrong thing and that's what makes people think, oh, I'm on the right track. Because this worked and that worked, yeah, but you're doing the wrong things. And it's not sustainable. It's working right now, and you got another half a second before that, that thing fall apart. How do you know when you're doing the right thing? When you're moving forward properly with the projects and things that you're working on? And not to get spiritual again, but prayer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to, to avoid the question. So not everyone who's a believer can hear God audibly, right? But my prayer is always, God, if this is what you want for me, let the yes be so clear that it's undeniable and let the no be so blatant that it's like, even if it hurts, I got it, I heard you. So even with with this opportunity, this job, um, when I applied, I prayed. I had everybody in there. You, I had you praying. Everybody was praying. <laughs> Lord, please make it very clear what you're, what, your plan is for me and it was clear it was there was no question and even now I'm seeing I'm seeing that this was all a part of the plan whether it's accolades from a manager whether you know it's just success generally speaking whether it's a pay increase no matter what it is I can see the progress so um, that that's my personal story that's that's how it works for me and yes I pray yes sorry I pray and it works <laughs> I, I want to wrap with these three questions three questions that I've never used before the first one would be what makes you smile what makes me smile oh my I, I don't know I'm, I'm just a joyful person <laughs> I'm okay. happy about life okay that works and two 
Where's the one place you could live forever? Oh, Jamaica. <laughs> or Bermuda or some tropical island. And the third thing is, what will you never do without? Jesus. <laughs> Can't live without him. <laughs> We're finished here. She obviously wants to turn this into a Holy Ghost meeting. I see what's happening. We need a Hammond It's the B3. truth. I had to answer honestly. Any musicians out there, we need somebody to play Hammond B3. We need a drummer, worship leader. <laughs> you can send the offering too. Right, 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 right. 555 Michigan Avenue. Right, let's, let's keep this, this ministry rolling. Well, it's been an absolute delight. Jalisa, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And this is not the last you see of her, I promise. As always, reach for the highest good, and I will see you very soon.